I'm Taylor. And I'm Mackenzie. And, and we're, we're twins. twins. I like starting things and sometimes finishing them. And I love talking about television, which made us want to deep dive into TV pilots. So join us each week as we analyze, dissect, and possibly even enjoy some of television's greatest opening episodes in From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie. All right, welcome everybody to From the Top. I'm Taylor Rowland, and here's my twin sister, Mackenzie Byersdorf. That worked. That worked out really well. If this is <laughs> if this is your first time, we are indeed twins. So we're not liars. That's all we're trying to say. Shared a womb. This is uh, episode two. So if you haven't listened to episode one, I mean, this will probably be better since that was our first try. But you might want to listen to episode one to get a feel for what's going on here i don't know but in general we're going to be talking about a different pilot episode of a series each week we're going to be looking at the key storylines at the different characters and then ask ourselves some big questions about what we liked um how the pilot fared in general who the star was um who is our personal twin for the episode things like that should be a lot of fun hopefully there's going to be tears of sadness and and joy Hopefully laughter in there, too. Hopefully. Here's hoping. Mackenzie, what show are we doing this week? We are going to be watching Scrubs, which I'm very excited about. And I'm not going to lie, it feels timely because I just had my appendix out. So, you know, <laughs> I, true. I'm I'm ready to dive deep into the funny side of medical care. Um, <laughs> it, it's very heartfelt, too. Um, but yeah, Scrubs is aired in october 2001 which feels like literally forever ago 19 years ago uh, world um and it was created by bill lawrence who went on to also create cougar town and spin city throwback uh it stars zach braff and a couple other people but really he's the only kind of person that we we still know of today um and it's a medical comedy drama which actually went on for 182 episodes which is so That's, many. <laughs> that is that is a lot. Wow. It is, but it's it'll be fun to talk about. Last week we we talked about an hour long drama, and this week we're talking about a a twenty two minute medical comedy drama. So kind of fun to try out a new a new pilot, and uh, I I may be singing TLC Scrubs once during this episode because I can't help myself. So, um, well, Tay, I'd love to hear about how we. We both came to the show. What's your history with Scrubs? When TLC's ep- oh wait the nope. the TV show nope. I you know I was I, I was thinking about this earlier and I don't remember ever watching it live. I don't think I ever did. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Um, I remember being at our parents' house and seeing that you had come back from college or something, and you had a bunch of their DVDs burned, like that you'd bought that yes. were like illegal i'm pretty sure um, that i watched i bought them from itunes actually that's what i spent my hard-earned money on says. during college the scrubs she episode. she's a christian no um i love stealing actually i did not watch it for many years um were you too good for it no <laughs> there was just a lot of t- i was too busy watching the simpsons i'm sure yeah it's true 
I think like the very first scene I watched had a girl in a bra and I was like, oh, my medication. Um, and didn't know what was going on, but you were, you were weaker then. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that I watched Garden State before I ever watched oh, Scrubs. Well, that movie. So I had that in my head yes. first, which was, I remember, I remember watching that in high school with my high school boyfriend and just being like, oh, look at the floor. This is awkward. So yeah, I can see why you would. Uh, you would feel that way. Mm-hmm. What about you? I I must have started watching it in college per our conversation that we just had. I don't remember exactly how we started watching it, but I do remember just giggling, like like true giggles. And I feel like I'd like to say that I'm, I like sophisticated comedy, but there's something <laughs> about JD that just like gets me every time. Yeah. You know, he's he's so endearing and it's, it's silly, and um, I do just remember that there's a there's a quote about a unicorn, and I remember watching it over and over and over again. Can I tell you what it is? Of course. It's JD talking, and he said, it's not a unicorn. It's a horse with a sword on its head that protects my hopes and dreams. And, <laughs> you know, that just like, his just, it just, that's the show. That's JD. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, College was a tumultuous time for us all, wasn't it? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't for you. I do remember that I had to stop watching it for a little while because I got convicted because it's kind of naughty. And um, so I don't know if I've watched every episode. Uh, it, it can be a little crass, which I, I'm not a goody two-shoes, but I think I think every once in a while it, was a little, it went a little over the line. Needless is what I would think, you know. Yeah, but I ended up coming back to it because of unicorn quotes like that. So uh-huh, I uh-huh. I certainly do uh, have have good memories of the show, to say the least. I I recently have have been watching it, so I, I think I watched the first four seasons. So I do have a lot of it in my head. I've never I haven't seen the whole series, um, especially the ill fated last yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I do have positive thoughts. Yes. Well, and you know it is very different because we don't. We just don't have the same like nine seasons of 22 to 24 episode, you know, TV shows anymore. So it's a lot to get through, but may- maybe we'll make a top 20 episodes list someday to, to go back and watch. That's but. a good idea. I'm going to do a quick little plot summary All right. Uh, for those of you who haven't watched it recently or at all. It's John Dorian J.D.'s first day at Sacred Heart Hospital. We follow J.D. as he meets his new boss, new mentor, new love interest, daydreaming all the while as he learns what it means to actually practice medicine. It's a very good recap of this pilot episode of Scrubs. Um, well, you know, it's fun because it opens up our, our scene one on J.D. waking up to his alarm clock. And yeah, there's no creative muscles pulled there, um, but it's certainly effective. <laughs> Alarm clock, beginning. <laughs> yeah. This is the beginning. This is our first yeah. day. Um, and we see a narration from JD. It's his first day as a doctor. And uh, I, I love it because he just says, I get goofy when I'm nervous. And he says this. So he's nervous <laughs> for nine years? For, forever, <laughs> yes. He, he kind of fancies himself like, I'm the man. Uh, I'm going to be great at this. And then we see him get to the ER. And it's crazy. It's full of, you know, tons of people who actually need medical care and a nurse like slams something into him saying like, I need you to go do this procedure on someone. And he just looks like a very cute little deer in the headlights. So obviously the rug kind of gets pulled out from him. Yeah, it is a very, 
it is a very effective opening scene in terms of like even if you don't have medical training you get that feeling of like i'm confident but oh corn dogs i'm not ready for this yeah yeah you know some shows have more effective or more interesting title scenes than others so we'll see how much there is to talk about with each of them but uh scrubs definitely has a nice cute little title scene um of the backwards x-ray being put up yes um the famous i'm no superman song lyric which really does work and i actually read that zach braff was a big part in choosing that song um he found it and and added it to the repertoire of their opening little credit scene um but it's cute because they're all beginners so nobody is superman at that point a quick little aside i was at a avid brothers concert five or six years ago and the opening act was a man named Sean Mullins, who you probably know as the singer of Rockabye. Yeah, I gonna be all right, Rockabye. Dave Matthews song. Okay, never mind. <laughs> and he probably talked for twenty to twenty-five minutes, telling a story to intro a song that he was playing. Basically, he was just telling us that the song was picked to be the Scrubs theme song, and so they got paid for like one episode, but then they changed it to i'm no superman and then edited it out oh to use so it's never been heard we can blame um, zach braff for that apparently we can taking all that money out of sean mullins's pockets and his children's mouths it's terrible well the food out of the mouth not the money not the money the <laughs> yeah that would be a different story all right taylor let's get into our five key storylines and number one is going to be jd's first day which really tells the story of this whole episode uh, but that that's kind of our, our through line is this is jd's first day what do you got for me tay he's such a little puppy um <laughs> yes, yeah i mean him. we're just being introduced to him just seeing that i mean basically he's a daydreamer um the show cuts away constantly and that is the hallmark of the whole show um but that he's kind of afraid to do things he's a sensitive guy but you can see that he's going to be a good doctor i mean there's so many little tricks that pilots use to to introduce people uh, quickly uh, or just tell tell viewers things in only a couple seconds and he says this is my story just just yelling at the viewer i am the protagonist of this show <laughs> if you didn't know and i'm i'm curious what you think of if this is a a lazy way to start you know a pilot like it's a first day like we we already know we're, we're going to be introduced to the key the key characters and the the setting of the show and you know all of that uh it seems in a way i'm like well could they have tried a little harder but i'm also like well this is a great jumping off point and we get to start with him because he's a medical resident so it kind of makes sense that we're, we're starting from day one because we're gonna watch him blossom like a little butterfly yeah it's very easy for us to look at it critically because that's what we're attempting to do right now but right um, it is it is pretty seamless and and effective in, in putting us in, in his shoes. So, I think one of my favorite things about JD are his daydreams mm-hmm. because they have that that ability to help you see what he actually sees in people, like when Doctor Bob turns into Satan. Um, but it is just also funny. What what's your favorite daydream of this episode? The quick <laughs> introduction to his resident, I think. Is what he is who the character is um you oh, don't yes you don't really see Stedman. the character yes Stedman. Mm-hmm. i'm a tool i'm a tool um, yes it's great i mean it, 
it's another one of those great pilot devices. It's like, okay, first impression, boom. Um, but yes, it's very, very funny. I find that the the daydreams show his vulnerable side and also just how silly he is. Yeah. And I think those are the two things that I love the most about JD is that he's very sweet and he's really likable, uh, but he's also just really goofy. Um, and I, I think the vulnerable side that we see in him is in his relationship with Turk, uh, mm-hmm. which, which we'll get into. Um, so why don't we, why don't we go to our next key storyline? What a segue into number two. Yes. Our second key storyline, his bromance. I don't know if bromance was a term yet in 2001. Was it? Well, if it wasn't, it was coined from these guys. Boom. Uh, his bromance with Chris Turk, his roommate in college and med school, and now working in the same hospital. Uh, Turk is probably my favorite character in the show. Ooh. He's just so that's cool. Fun. I mean, he is. He's and, who I would yeah. want to be at the hospital. Like, <laughs> he has a lot of fun. And, I mean, he's fortunate that the surgeons get to have a little more fun since they're not the customer service reps of a hospital, basically. Um, but I do love the little arc of Turk, feel, or Turk appearing to be drifting away and then at the end telling JD that he's so scared and that they're going to be roommates and everything's yes. going to be okay in the end. It's very sweet. Well, yeah, it's funny because Turk, you know, he seems like a hot shot when he's like, I had my hand in a guy <laughs> and he's he's high-fiving that that actual tool. Um I <laughs> don't remember what his name is. Um but yeah, he is, you know, he he wants to not move in with JD. He tells him he wants to branch out and JD is like in his head tell him you need him and he's like no it's i'm fine um but then they they really do need each other mm-hmm. and it's a very sweet um little moment when turk admits that he's also scared and that he wants to move in with him and that's where i love that jd ends up getting a second wind uh it's it's been a, a long day and he's been on call and he's tired and then having that moment where his bro his his buddy says he's gonna move in with him and that he's scared too mm-hmm. He, he's able to just, you know, totally go for it afterwards. And um, I think that's that's when I realized JD is not a hot shot. And actually, neither is Turk. And that's what makes me love them. I think um, it would be hard to root for both of them, but especially JD as our main protagonist, if he just came across as a total hot shot, you know, doesn't need anybody. And we see him literally say, tell him you need him. So, yeah, I, I think it's very sweet. They play off of each other and they will for the rest of the show. Um, but it's fun to watch their their little I, I mean I, I don't even like the word bromance, but it really is this little like friendship romance yeah. that they have. And it's it's well established here from the beginning of the show. Yeah, they're very fortunate that uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison had such good chemistry. I mean that's really what you're casting for, but it doesn't always work. That's what makes pilots yeah. fail um, often. Quick question, could you put your hand in a guy? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> I think you can hear me trying not to vomit. Um, do I need to ask if that is something that you would do ever? I think I could do it. I think if we're in a lost scenario, not in not creepy island lost, but you know, plane crash island. If I had to, I think I could do it. I might throw up afterwards, but I would do it. Well, maybe next time I need you to, you know do something to put your appendix back in yes please don't i don't have one anymore so that's not gonna someone get this girl an appendix yeah 
I, I'm curious what you think about JD and Tersh relationship in terms of JD is, JD is the sweet guy with the bedside manner and they make a little comment about the, you know, the surgical residents are these mm. like cool, confident, the yeah. and then yes, um, and Turk, Turk and JD they kind of play off each other, right? Where um, Turk's always going to be, you know, he kind of moves fast, goes by the seat of his pants, and JD's a little bit of a deer in headlights for a while. Yeah. Um, well, I think the that difference is kind of is summed up in the scene where. JD doesn't want to stick a giant needle into a woman's belly and Turk just does it and then liquid comes out of her yes. like a fountain and they just have to that deal with it. That was disgusting. It was. That did not happen to me with my <laughs> appendix. Thank you very much. But it does, it makes you wonder like what do you want from your doctor? You don't want them to be too afraid to work on you but able to handle it when you're spouting fluids. Yeah, it's true. Although the look in Turk's eye is like, he looks greedy, like it's almost like a zombie, you know, like, let me eat you. So yeah, may, maybe maybe they both need a little bit of help there. Um, I will say it's it's 2020 right now. Um, Turk mentions surgical masks. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm shook right now. Just someone talking about he's been wearing a surgical mask all day. And I'm like, yeah, tell me about it, bro. You and everybody else in, oh. you know, 19 years. I wonder if any doctor or nurse watching this episode right now is like, look at that well-stocked supply closet. That was lucky. If only. <laughs> yeah. Well, a, a time for another day. All right. Well, we're going to head into our key storyline number three. Number three. Woo. And that's going to be our differences in mentorship with Dr. Bob Kelso and Dr. Scary Cox. His um, first name is Scary? Well... What? In my mind. Well, his his name does rhyme with scary. It's Perry. So that was... <laughs> that really worked a out. A lovely little coincidence. Dr. Thank scary you. Perry Cox. <laughs> oh, no. That, I'm going to do a lot of... This is actually how JD sees him, so... It's true. It, do you, do you remember the first time you watched this episode? Um, did you remember, like, believing Kelso that he was a positive... Like, I remember, like, oh, that, that guy's a douche. Right, yeah, right I, I think we, I think we bought it immediately. He he's introduced as you know the chief of medicine. He's like we're a family, and it just seemed so like campy and try hard, and yeah, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I want to trust you. But I mean, in terms of also with with Doctor Cox, I did not see his endearing side for a while. I picked on it up, I picked up on it differently this time, mm-hmm. but it took me a while to. Uh, to see his sweet side but maybe just because i'm older now and i've learned that life is nuanced who knows but <laughs> that's true um well the differences in their mentorship the the thing that i saw from this pilot episode that we're going to continue to see throughout the series um is that bob is really all about the the bottom line uh chief chief kelso he's he doesn't super care um about anybody really he's he's keeping the hospital running and um maybe this is a sad i don't know a, a, a sad little reality of who who's running a hospital you have to be a hard ass right um and he he's he's fake nice you know and then he's actually terrifying um when you get down to it especially when you cross him but then you meet dr scary perry and you know he's terrifying at first he's not fake nice he's you know he he tells jd to throw 
to throw Tylenol in somebody's mouth. <laughs> Open her mouth. Throw it in. Um, and the first time we see him, he's insulting Carla. Uh, but then you end up seeing that he's actually a mentor, even with his his gruffness. Yeah, there's that lovely scene um, in the middle of the episode where he gets the kid to pee in a cup and it's like okay he knows what he's doing (laughs) and then yes at the end um what does he say like this is your patient doctor after jd finally um, does a procedure himself and doesn't yeah wimp out there's a great episode like i I think it's like episode four or five where they they're out on a golf course and you really see the breakdown like the battle between cox and kelso (laughs) the battle for jd's soul i guess you could say um So I will say it now. I I love this pilot, and I think it's very well put together. Um, but one of the most effective areas is the fact that the creators know that you have to ask your viewers the right amount of questions and answer them at the right times. Like, you know, for Lost, we'll have a lot of fun talking about the questions when we'll we talk there. about Lost. Um, but just to note, you know, for a show like that, it succeeded because the pilot asked some crazy questions that were so intriguing that it we knew we weren't going to get answers and we're fine with that or we're not going to get them in an expedient fashion. Um, but in this case, you know, a- asking those questions of, Oh, are, who, who are we going to trust here? Um, we're not just being spoon fed the narrative in a way that's like, okay, here's the pilot. This is what it's about. Right. And let's, this is the goodbye. Let's this hope the there's guy. some more interesting things in the future, but yeah, they parse it out. They answer the question in the end, mostly, um, yeah, it's well done. Yeah, and I do like that there's a little bit of a, a switcheroo with those guys where you think it's going to be one and you think it's going to be the other. And we end up seeing that um, in a quote from JD where um, finally, you know, near the end of the episode, Dr. Kelso just loses it on him and he sees him as Satan. And um, JD says, well, if, if he's the jerk, then who's the good guy? Mm. And then we cut to the scene where cox is coaching him through saying like you know you're you're going to be kicked out of this program if the nurses keep doing your your stuff for you like you got to cut this guy or lose him and so there there's a little bit more nuance there's something different behind those relationships where um you can actually trust dr cox and not dr kelso so i i enjoyed watching for that and like i said before i didn't really see that the, my first experience with Scrubs, I was just like, man, that guy is kind of an, kind of an ass, which which he is. Cox yes. definitely is a butthead. Um, but there's also such a tough love way about him. Although we don't get any girls' names in this in this pilot episode, do we? Does he call JD uh, any girl's oh. name? <laughs> that's a great question. We'll have to look back. I don't on know that if you guys remember that's three. a yeah, that's a running joke throughout the entire series. As he comes up with a different lady name for uh, jd maybe several per episode who knows <laughs> speaking of ladies and their names let's move on to key storyline number four was that like um john raffio mixed with a robot kind of was i did just watch some okay. middle ditch and shorts so maybe All right, that's there we go in my head these uh, are some excellent segues thank you uh key storyline number four is jd's crush on elliot now, we said ladies' names. She does have kind of a man's name, which she admits to in her introduction in the episode. But And that is, like, such a trope that hot girls also are named, like, boy names, which I don't I don't even know what that says. About I'll be on the lookout for the, a hottie named Ronald 
or something. Is that <laughs> well, you? You know what it's like, Ryan or Jamie or something that could be. Anyway, that's true. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> We've met Elliot. They do another great pilot intro, which is her explaining her backstory to JD. Oh, so you, I'm. I have five brothers, and they're all doctors, and my father's a doctor, and so I'm competitive, and um, blah blah blah. blah. And she describes her character, but it's it's hidden in the the context of the scene. Yes, kind of. It's well. a good exposition. Yes. Now, Mackenzie, I'm I'm surprised you haven't brought it up yet. I mean, we're we're several minutes into the episode, and you haven't mentioned <laughs> how JD My describes Elliot's a butt. If you would like, to I don't say know it. if this makes me not a feminist or something, um, but I just I remember texting you Tay immediately as soon as <laughs> I watched the first five minutes of this episode, and I I don't even think I told you I was watching it. All I texted you was your butt looks like two Pringles hugging. You did and not give me any context, and I was very confused. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just delightful. I think because of the the tone that JD says it in, it's it's very endearing and not like predatory. You know, I don't even know if that's a compliment. Can you tell me? Um, Is that a compliment? Next time I'm eating Pringles, I'll line two up and see if it looks like a butt. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's an odd thing to say, but yes, it sums. It is a fun example of his character. Well, it, it really does show, it shows much more about JD than it does about Elliot. Because from the second he meets her, he's an absolute idiot. And it's yes. like, you have fallen for her immediately and you literally know nothing about her besides she's pretty and seems confident. I just remember watching it and seeing JD be a little idiot. And then Turk just says, Elliot, and like points at her like E.T., which I just thought was so stupid and and stupid. so delightful because it shows who they are and actually that's our second et reference in two episodes maybe we're just gonna have to find ET <laughs> this week's et in, reference yeah i think that is a good goal we'll see while elliot is a very strong character and i love her a lot i think this episode it might be the weakest piloting of the hmm. plane episode plane in terms of okay we need a love story we gotta introduce it um, JD's gonna call her his dream girl. Oh my gosh, immediately after meeting her for two minutes. Yeah, and then, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of Sarah Chalky. Chalky? Chalk? Chalky, I believe. Chalky. I don't know. Uh, that's how I've always said it. Who knows? We'll look that one up. There's a lot of her with her shirt off in the entire series, but it did not, it took six and a half minutes before her shirt was off. And I remember, I'm sure that was one of my early impressions. Like, this is a show with girls and their shirts off. Oh, no. Oh, um, no. But it is something that many pilots feel they must do yeah. right away. Got to pull in those viewers with their, yeah. you know, butt Pringles. Um, <laughs> do you think they yeah. got any any flack from Pringles or any sponsorship <laughs> requests? I'm just going to assume no. Um, anything else you want to well, say? Well, yeah, I, I will say, you know, it is a little bit of a weak, that's a little bit of a weak story to tell about women, in my mind. Yeah. Um, I, I think there could be more to her. I think we do get a little bit of that answered in Carla, which we'll go into in a little bit. Um, But we see Elliot, you know, she's confident and she is willing to throw JD under the bus, but then she also dishes it out and doesn't know how to take it Um, when it comes to, to her relationship with, with Carla, uh, yeah, the- which... Oh, yeah, as you say, the nuance of her anxieties, and they're well explored, and it's 
it's very effective and entertaining and hilarious throughout the series. But yeah, they it's a very stale one note here in the pilot. It is. And I, I will say, as we wrap up Elliot's character, um, we'll go into her relationship with Carla in a minute. Um, but I, I do feel like by the end of this pilot episode... And, and we'll see we'll see it somewhat throughout the series too because she's always going to be you know competitive and driven but she decides to finally not just be on her own team uh, she ends up helping JD mm-hmm. with um, telling JD's patient who's who's died telling his family asking about the autopsy when he doesn't mm, right. want to she 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 kind of gives it back to him and kisses him on the cheek and they decide to go Aww. on a date um, but I I think the the question that was answered there to, to go back to your very astute uh, understanding of this episode was is she going to be a know-it-all who has no friends like Hermione Granger um, <laughs> or is, is she going to like you know take one for the team and decide to be to, to have friends to she, she can't go it alone here um, so I did kind of like that turnaround that I actually don't think it was about romanticness necessarily with JD mm-hmm. I think it was like after Carla scolds her which I can't wait to talk about um, she realizes like I I'm not going to make it here. I, I've got to actually not just be out for number one. Right. Yeah, you won't survive that way. I will say, when you mentioned Hermione Granger, the first thing into my head was a different British, not British actress, but British accent of, I have class and you don't. Which, <laughs> I don't Can know. you remind me where that's from? My, that's majestic. That is from uh, The Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan. Oh my gosh. Taylor... Number three thousand. Why I love you. My brain, my brain doesn't make any sense, but thank you. It's great. Well, um, this this brings us to our final key storyline of this pilot episode, and this is this is our friend Carla. It's her relationship with JD and Turk, and I guess also Elliot. Um, Carla's just a freaking boss, and what I love is that we see her relationships with many different people, and. The, the main thing that we see about her is that she's she's protective and nurturing. She says, Carly will take care of you, Bambi, at the beginning of that Bambi relationship. But she's also a straight-up boss. And uh, her first inter- interaction in this episode, she's had many interactions with Cox before this, I'm sure, but in this episode, um, you know, he kind of makes fun of her. And she she shuts him down. And I, I like seeing that, like, she's a nurse. No, she's not a doctor, but she's not going to let anyone make that you know, she's she's not belittled right. by that. She she works hard. She takes care of her mom, um, and yeah. when she's not at the hospital, and yeah, she's somebody who you'd want you know in your corner. Yeah, if anyone is going to be caring for me, if I'm in Sacred Heart, I want it to be Carla. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned her. I mean, we can call it a rant. It's a beautiful rant. Um, in terms of the veiling of that exposition, I think it's kind of the most beautiful. Like. You see so much of her character in the 30 seconds that she hmm. she tells Elliot who she is. Um, and, if you, you know, you leave both Elliot and the viewers just like, oh, dang. Okay, we won't mess with you, but but we love you already. It's amazing. Yes. Well, and yeah, I, I think you had made this note that she's authoritative, but in a mother bear kind of way. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's not out for herself. She's, you know... She's a nurse. She's worked here for a long time, it seems like. She knows that you've got to be on a team here. And so, yeah, I, I think I really love her. She she sees JD as somebody that she wants to care for. And she sees Turk in a little bit of a different way. 
and she's still a boss in that relationship <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I applaud them. I mean, maybe this is something that shows do often giving you a couple of different love, um, not love triangles, different relationships. Right. With one of them being rocky and one of them being constant throughout the show. Can't think of an example right now. No, but yeah, the the fact that they they know that they're going along forward with this Carla Turk romance, but it works. It doesn't feel telegraph like it is telegraphed from here, but it doesn't feel stale or or boring, which is beautiful. It is, and I, I like that it is a different type of relationship, even than than other ones that we see where you know she's. She's the boss. She She's in the on-call room with Turk, and she makes him disrobe while she's fully clothed, and then she approves of him, and that's mm-hmm, that's all that mm-hmm, happens. Mm-hmm. And that power move is Boom. just hilarious and, uh, dare I say, a little bit monumentous for 2001 that Carla's the one, uh, you know, being, being the boss there. Well, that was our fifth out of five, but I'm going to say honorable mention, 5.5 or 5b is the janitor the janitor he's actually known just as janitor if you're gonna look him up yeah i mean how how often does an an unnamed character have so much impact on a show who who you meet on day one and he wasn't a series regular yet uh and just his completely antagonistic personality towards jd it's it's one of those kind of zany things about the show where you know besides the daydreaming uh it it's one of those things that kind of just seems a little bit out of left field and i actually really love that where there's no explanation for it uh you know why would he be there and why does he have this vindictive like vendetta already but it's kind of a fun thing to like watch throughout the series where oh no that's gonna stay the same the entire time for really no good reason at all yeah it makes me wonder if bill lawrence had any foul (laughs) foul janitorial relationships all right that concludes the recap portion of the episode we're going to get into our wrap-up where we will ask a handful of different questions um mackenzie can you start us off i want to know is there an overarching theme or message that it appears this show is trying to get across or ask well i will say that i am not one to be amazing at finding themes you're the literary major in this twin relationship but i i saw something that is is talked about throughout the whole series that i saw here which is that you actually need each other uh Mm. this Mm -hmm. this whole you know the different the different dynamics in relationships with jd and carla he needs carla he needs turk turk actually needs him elliot actually needs people um there really can't be hot shots here and they have to rely on one another and that's something that we we see in other medical you know ensemble things as well but i think in terms of the show it has a lot of heart and that's something that's going to continue to happen throughout the series where it's not just silliness and a bunch of jokes. There's also a relationship. And we see that where even the even the characters who are trying to be, you know, autonomous or branch out on their own for the first time, like Turk, or you be, be in it for themselves, like Elliot, you actually have to have each other's back. And we'll mm-hmm. see that, I think, throughout the rest of the series where their relationships are going to be up and down, but they have to go through this together. So that's what I took away. What about you, Tay? That was well said. 
In fact, it was word for word my answer, so I'm thinking you stole this from my I, notes document. Well, that's, just that's a joke. Hashtag uh, twin moment? I don't know. We just thought up the same thing because we're twins? Oh my no, gosh. I did have a different answer. Um, yes, the message that I came away with was, it is, I won't swear, I will say, it is corndoggin' tough to be a doctor, um, to actually succeed and survive as a doctor for your full adult working life um, clearly you need to turn off part of your brain or your heart like dr cox or dr kelso does uh, to make it through and not burn out and and that's that's something that you know the show tells you in scene one that this is different than med school um this is not unicorns and butterflies this is not horses with sword heads Um, no but yeah, the, the entire episode does get that point across. Quick question. Would you ever be a doctor? I have asked myself that a number of times. I think I could make it. You'd have great bedside manner. I would. I I think what keeps me from ever thinking about it is knowing that it would change me so much. Um, I mean, it's 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 so tough to, to have to watch the hard parts of it and watch people die and, and go through all the tough things. Um I know I would not be myself by the end, so that is hmm. that is scary. I do think <laughs> that I is so heartfelt. Well. <laughs> That's so heartfelt because all I'm thinking is I can't do math, so I could never <laughs> be a doctor or a nurse. And you're like, oh, I couldn't watch people die. Apparently, I'm a sadist. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. I I did. I worked. I worked in the the medical. Oh, wait. F- I like your definition of being a doctor right there. Math and sadism. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? Having just had my appendix out, I actually had really great doctors and amazing nurses. Um, no, no shade there. Uh, I I was in the the medical care community in terms of like reception for a couple years, and I really loved it and had a a several minute conversation with myself about maybe being a nurse someday. But then it was like, no, I can't do math, and I'm also terrible under pressure. So I don't want to kill anybody. Uh, okay, Tay. So our next question, do they land the plane, so to speak? Do you think this, you know, does, does it work a, out here? That is a lovely little pilot pun. I love it. And Thank that you. will be our official question form Official pun going of the forward. podcast. Yes. Uh, yes, it definitely. They land the plane. It's not rocky at all. I guess one question you can ask yourself is, do the viewers know what they're in for? Um, right. You know, even if it... I'm going to bring up Lost so much in this podcast. Um, Go for it. it there, it's about a plane. Are we landing the plane? I don't know. There's a true. doctor in it. There's a doctor in it. This is basically scrubs. No. Um, yeah. You know, Lost, you, it's a bunch of nonsense, but you know what you're in for. And this yes. show, um, again, scene one and the last scene, it all is a great arc. Um, they have some great character introductions. They're mostly all successful. I would say they land it. And it's not a Sully landing. Are we you talking brought about up... Sully Sullenberg? <laughs> yeah. We from... haven't brought up Sully yet. <laughs> but so- someday we will have a pilot where we're like, whoa, that was like landed on the Hudson River. That was rocky. <laughs> so, you know. So is this we'll question going to be, was it a yeah. Sully? <laughs> <laughs> Did they land the plane on the Hudson or on, <laughs> or, or on an airstrip? Uh, next time on From the Top. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I think it really does tell the story of Scrubs. It's it's silly and goofy, yet also heartfelt. It's crass, 
but right now not overly so maybe yes. sometimes it will be uh and it also shows the the ensemble driven like friendship driven nature of the show and i i think we know what we're getting into here very true very true who would you say is your breakout star well i'm gonna level with you here uh i don't want to be mean but my first thought was is there one <laughs> mostly because uh no one really goes on to do any other major things and and maybe you know some shows that we're talking about that are that are going to be more recent shows we don't know their future and this one we do because it was 19 years ago that it started um zach braff is obviously the star and he goes on to do a couple other things um but i can't say i've seen people in too many other things uh or, or maybe not typecast their typecast roles. Um, I would love to see to see Carla in a, a different role, but I don't think I have. So, did you find anyone besides Zach Braff Taylor? Oh, in terms of career success, I look at Sarah Chalky having a big character arc on How I Met Your Mother. Oh right. Uh, main character in Rick and Morty. So she she's getting her work done. I I really like her. I did just see her in a in a recent pilot. I'll I'll. I'll look that up and, and put it in the show notes. But you're right. It is, it's unfortunate how little success a lot of people, I mean, John C. McGinley has done a lot, but he also, yeah, n- nothing, nothing so huge that you're like, oh, they went on to be the next. Millie insert. Bobby Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> Thank you for bringing up Millie Bobby Brown. Babe, I, I can't it. help it. Hey guys, go back and listen to our first episode. Okay. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Speaking of twins, no, just kidding. Uh, you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be our favorite question. This is our second to last question. We're gonna we're getting ready to land this plane here. Um, Taylor, who is your twin in the episode? Your twin of the episode. <sighs> Discontented sigh. <laughs> <laughs> it's JD. <gasps> I'm gonna try and be interesting because too many shows have a skinny, goofy guy as the protagonist. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's unfortunate for our society in general. <laughs> but um, if, if you haven't seen Taylor, he's skinny. He's smart, but a little goofy. I'm. I am goofy. But yeah, in terms of these characters, I gotta give it to JD. Um, I would. I think if I. Well, you talked about me becoming a doctor. I think I would be a little more like Doctor Nguyen. It's like Turk's kind of mentor. Oh on yeah. On the surgical side, who's just confident. And nice, does well. <laughs> I think that's probably who I not quite about. as goofy as JD. Yes, not cracking jokes as I lace up a vertebra. What about you? Well, in true twin fashion, I also said JD about myself. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find myself in Elliot because I'm not that ambitious, and I definitely am not as badass as Carla, and I'm not mean. So I'm not I'm not scary Perry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know the oh, things. I wish you'd pick Doctor Cox. <laughs> Mother, yeah. Well, maybe to my children I am. Um, but I I will say that what I saw in JD in in myself was you know I'm sensitive and compassionate and sometimes to a fault. Uh, I'm very loyal to my BFFs and mm-hmm. I'm definitely afraid to do things. Uh, I I don't know if it's maybe the twin in me. Uh, I, I want people's help. I really like to do things with people and mm-hmm. I often want someone else to go first, you know, kind of with that JD and Turk relationship. Um, right. The other thing that I'm a little ashamed of is that 
I did fall in love with my husband the first time that I met him, just like he <laughs> fell in love with Elliot. We we were 16, so that is a little better than being like an adult, you know, who's been through medical school. But yeah, do I giggle about unicorns? Yeah, I've been known to. And so. I'll say, you know, Brian, he's very charismatic, so I don't fault you there. He's very dreamy, and his butt looks like two Pringles hugging. (laughs) Thank you for bringing it all back. Uh, I tried. Our final question of the episode. All right, you are, I will will put you as Mackenzie Byersdorf, Bernowski, head executive of NBC. Are you going to pick pick up this show and give it a, how many seasons are you going to give it? Okay, I'm channeling myself wearing a pilot, wearing a, wearing a power suit. As I think about this pilot, I'm an executive. I would say in 2001, yes, yes, I would pick it up. I would probably give it, I'd give it three or four seasons. I'd want to see if they could do more with these characters than is written now. Uh, I, I do think that now comedies are a little bit different. I think, you know, the office kind of changed that where they're a little less silly and more dry humor. Mm-hmm. So, we're not looking necessarily for this. Um, but I think the characters are really solid and the chemistry of the cast is really obvious. I, I think they they just knocked it out of the park with all of their casting. The the one thing that I do think it, it keeps it relevant is is its kookiness actually in a way. Even they when they lean away from slapstick and go more into kooky, I, I know one TV reviewer likened it to 30 Rock. And I have to mm-hmm. say that I really enjoyed that part of it, even with his daydreams or the zaniness of the janitor. It, there, there's something there where I'm like, I actually really like this brand of humor, especially because there wasn't anything like it at, at the time. There was yeah. uh, there was ER or those very serious, Grey's Anatomy overlapped for a few uh, seasons of it. But it, Basically none the of those, same show. <laughs> yeah, none of those are funny. So it, it's fun to bring humor into the medical world. So... In my bougiest voice as an executive, I would say, yes, I would pick it up. Now, I don't have any names for you, but I'd love to think about you in a power suit. So what about you? I'm wearing a blazer and my fun jeans, which are my white jeans, like Michael Scott. Oh my. And, a, and a bowler hat. <laughs> oh, a lime green bowler. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would pick it up and I would give it five seasons. Ooh, strong. I think I think that's as long as you can guarantee any show to be good. Even that are we saying that it got drawn out? Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, as most shows do. Well, I think that wraps it up. So next week we are going to be talking about another NBC comedy, also starring a skinny, goofy white guy. So as a teaser, here we're gonna play the theme song from that. So thank you for listening to the second episode of From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie. We're having a ton of fun talking about our favorite TV pilots, and we want to invite you to keep joining us. So if you want to subscribe to our podcast, we would love that. We're going to bring more episodes, and if you want to share what pilot episodes you want to hear about, we want to we want to know what you're interested in us deep diving and dissecting. So follow us on social media. If you go to fromthetoppod.com, all of our social media links are there, as well as in the show notes in your podcast listening app. So go ahead and subscribe, follow us on the socials, and we'd love to chat with you. Drop us a line. We'll talk about pretty much anything. And if you want to tell us your twin of the episode, we would love to hear Ooh, it. That would be great. See you next week. <laughs>